Sometimes we're lucky, and the ideas come fast and easy. Then we have the bigger problem. Which one do I write right now? What's my whip? Let's talk about that today on Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. So yeah, ideas. Sometimes they're easy, sometimes they're hard, and sometimes you just have so many of them, you don't know what to work on. And I think we need to talk about that, because I think it's a problem that not just creatives, but I think a lot of us have. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the more chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. So thank you to everybody who's already done that. Alrighty. This is a hard topic because, and it feels like, bragging to talk about it because most writers and most creatives when they're talking about art they like to talk about writer's block and the difficulty of continuing a work in progress or finding one to start in the first place writer's block can be a thing even though it's not really a thing but that's a topic for another episode Today, I want to talk about Mo Larry Curly Syndrome when it comes to being creative. Because I think a lot of us have this problem. I see it in my husband. My husband's a chef, and, well, every now and then he has so many ideas going through his head, he doesn't know what recipe to be working on. I can see it in some of my painter friends who just don't know what they want to draw or paint. For goodness sakes, I see it in a lot of my friends who like to knit. And have so many patterns they want to do that they end up not buying yarn to do any of them. I'm kind of guilty of that one myself. (laughs) But why is it that sometimes the faucet gets turned on? And we're just spoiled for choice when it comes to things to work on. And other times it's all dry. And our parched minds can't find the words. Or the images. Or even the barest notion of an idea that might possibly someday amount to something. Well, we can talk about inspiration. And I've done that a bit on the podcast. We can talk about fascination. And I've talked about that a bit too. I think sometimes we go through phases. You've probably noticed, if you've been listening to this podcast, that I'm kind of going through a nostalgia phase right now where... For reasons that I can't quite comprehend, I'm thinking a lot about the old days. Thinking about the clubs that I used to hang out in, and the things I used to do when I was a kid. Thinking about the shows I used to like, and the books I used to love. We're currently rereading the Earthsea Saga, because they're fun. And I'll be talking about those on the podcast soon, so 
If you've never read Ursula Le Guin's wonderful books, now's the time. They're short, they're sweet, and I find them a lot of fun. So, why is it that every now and then something just kind of grabs our brain, shakes it up, and there are so many ideas in there that we just don't know what to do about it? Personally, I think that's almost always the case. We just don't allow ourselves the opportunity to notice. We don't allow ourselves the chance to see. See, as I'm working on getting everything ready to write Glorify My Name a little bit later this year, I have a little bit of space in my head where I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is I want to do with my career. Where do I want to go as a writer? How do I want to deal with my books? And as I'm allowing that space to open up, as I'm allowing that kind of room to develop, all these ideas are coming in from the kind of warrior space opera story that's kind of been flooding out of me lately to this kind of magical kid story that I'd really like to tell, but I'm not sure if it's a kid's story or not. I don't know if I'm doing Harry Potter or Stranger Things. Knowing me, it'll end up being somewhere in the middle. But all these stories, all these ideas, all at once, filling and flooding the mind. One of the first questions I think we need to tackle in here is, why is it hard to talk about the overabundance? of ideas. Like I was saying, I think it's a problem of writer's block. See, there are people that we know, and sometimes even ourselves, who are in that kind of dry spell where the imagination just isn't working. The lights aren't completely on in the building, and it's hard to see the story, the idea, the image in front of us. And we know so many people, especially if we're part of an online writing community, that are struggling with that, that it feels like we're bragging. It feels like we're saying something to puff ourselves up or maybe even to put somebody else down to talk about how we're currently spoiled for choice when it comes to what we want to write and the stories we want to tell. That's not the case. See, I think these are two sides of the same coin. Writer's block, to me, is when you just haven't found the right groove to get into. Because writing is work. Yeah, it can be fun, but it doesn't get done unless you show up to do it. And there's this wonderful thing called editing that means that the words that we write don't have to be perfect. We just need to get the story on the page so we can get to the point of polishing it and making it work. You can't polish something until it's ready. So, whether we're struggling to find the words to write, or struggling to figure out which words to write, it's really all the same thing. It's a problem inside. See... I don't like using analogies when it comes to writing very often because a lot of them are, well, tenuous at best. But writing a book really is a relationship. 
Because some days you're going to be good to each other and everything everything is going to seem fine. And other days you're going to have arguments. You're going to want to do one thing and they're going to want to do another. And you're going to fight and you're going to argue. And if you're not careful, you get a little bitter. And the relationship doesn't work quite right. Sometimes you really don't know each other enough to have moved in together. And that causes problems. Because you're going to be with that work, especially if you're doing a novella or a novel, you're going to be with that work for a while. So you've got to make sure that you're comfortable with it. And when we're in the phase where new ideas are coming up, it's kind of like dating. And we're all living that horrible, jealous, you know what I'm saying. Do I even have to invoke the meme? Yeah, we all know that there's going to be a woman in a red dress walk by. But we don't listen to Morpheus. You got to ignore the woman in the red dress because she's just a distraction and the smith is going to get you. But we look anyway. Because maybe, just maybe, that other story that's kind of flirting with us out of the corner of our mind... Maybe that's the one that's going to get the ruby dust on it. Maybe that's the one that's going to be magic. Maybe that's going to be my breakout. That's going to be the one that gets me money and fame and movies and TV series. That's the one that's going to make everybody know my name. That's the one that's going to make everybody realize that all the work, all the time, all the energy that I've put into this is worth it. I'm finally going to get the respect of my peers, my family, and my friends. They're going to stop looking at me at that silly person that just writes stories and go, Wow, you are an author. You wrote the next great novel. And we want that respect. Whether we admit it to ourselves or not, we want that respect. We want that adulation. Yeah, we write for ourselves, but deep down, somewhere inside of all of us, there's that little voice saying, you need people to like you for this to count. If people don't love this story the way you love this story, maybe you were wrong about it. And so we fight and we struggle. And when that other story comes our way and says, hey, I might be the one. We risk giving up the sure thing that we have, the good, solid relationship that we have with the work that we were doing, because you never know that one over there, that might be, that might be the one that might be my soulmate, but we're wrong. The grass is always greener on the other side or some such thing like that, but it's not. You see, the work that we're not doing always seems better, easier, more interesting than the work that we are doing. And maybe we're not in the middle of a project right now. We're just kind of feeling out what our next thing's going to be. What's that project that we're going to be spending our time with? Because this is where the relationship idea kind of breaks down because... While you're always going to have a relationship with your backlist, 
it's not quite the same as having a relationship with a person. Because you know eventually you're going to finish this book, you're going to do the marketing, you're going to do everything you can to get it out into the world. But you are going to move on to the next because there's going to be another book to write. There's going to be another story to tell, another painting to draw, another work in progress. And because we know that inevitably all of these relationships, all of these works that we're doing are only for a limited time, and we know that we only have a limited time, well, we start wondering which one is the one that we should be spending our time with. And this is where paralysis kicks in. Well, that would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, that would be more fun. Ooh, that would be a good story. I've never seen a story like that. Well, have you? Does it matter? See, you have to have that love for the work to carry you through. We've talked about that on numerous occasions, but you also have to have the stamina to get to the end of it. You have to have that spirit inside you that says, all the work that I'm doing here, all the hours I'm pouring into this thing are going to be worth it. And for a lot of us, worth it is problematic at best. You see, some of us make money off of our work. Some of us make a lot of money off of our work. And some of us have never seen a dime for it. Some of us want to make money. Some of us want fame. Some of us just want readers. And that's where all the problems kick in. You have to have a goal. See, decisions are hard when you don't know where you're going. Decisions are hard when you're confused about the path leading forward. And every creative life, every life on earth, a life that's well lived, has to forge its own path. It has to cut its own way through the jungle. Because if you're following a nice, neat, well-laid-out course in front of you, somebody else walked that before you did. It's not yours. And maybe, just maybe, that is the way that you should go. But in my experience, the vast majority of us, well, we gotta cut our own path. We gotta find our own way through this world. And that's fraught with danger. That's fraught with distractions, hardships, joy, and pain. And it's easy, especially when you're embarking on the creative life, to ask yourself, is this really the thing that I want to be doing? Oh, wouldn't that be so much nicer? The grass is always greener. In your memories, in your dreams, in your false illusions that walk around and haunt you, but not in reality. Grass is the green that it is. Yeah, we can talk about how it's greener in California, or that it's greener in whatever state, place, time. But in reality, in the real world, in the place that we have to make our day, it is what it is. And when you allow yourself to get distracted in all of the what if, what if, what if, well, that doesn't leave much 
time for the what should, what am, what is. And that may sound, (laughs) sorry, my accent is really being a problem lately. That may sound like something that is okay. That may sound like how we spend most of our time. But the bigger problem in all of this is it's all a distraction. You see, the work that matters is the work that you get done. It's the work that you finish. It's the work that you share. See, life is about sharing with others. Every little piece of it. What's the point of having a good joke if you never tell it to somebody and make them laugh? What's the point of anything if you don't share it with another? And I'm not talking about a romantic relationship or any of that stuff. I'm talking about the basic fundamentals. If we're not going to buckle down, get things done, and share them with the world, what's the point of any of this? And see, that's the two sides of this coin. See, if you never pick a work to start on, you don't have to worry about rejection. If you never finish the work you start, you don't have to worry about rejection. See, nobody can reject you. Nobody can give you a bad review. Nobody can say anything bad to you if you never show them anything in the first place. And I think that's the real secret to writer's block or having too many stories. See, we don't realize it when we're in it because we're frustrated and we're too close to the situation. But in all of it, it's a safety net. It's keeping us from sharing our deepest desires, our heartfelt stories, the images that we care so much about with others where they might be abused or mistreated. It's like the parent that won't let their kid out so they don't get bullied. Well, maybe the kid will get bullied, maybe the kid won't, but if you never let them out of the house, you never have to risk it. See, risk is the real thing that we're hiding from. It's not the story, it's not the work, it's the risk. And when you really dig down into it, there's a certain safety net in not getting things done. Whether that's because, oh, I just have so many ideas, I don't know where to start. Or, man, I just can't think of what to do right now, I'm just stuck. There's an odd security buried deep in that. And yeah, it's hard to see because, sure, we're frustrated when that happens. But we're also wrapping ourselves up in the greatest security blanket ever found. You can't fail if you don't try. There's no danger if you don't dare to put the work out. So as long as we keep ourselves bundled up with nerves and not knowing what to write, what story to tell, what vision to put out into the world, we're safe. It's fear that holds us back. It's fear that paralyzes us. It's fear that keeps us from doing the work that we want to do 
because it keeps us safe from the rejection and the judgment that we just don't want to experience. And that's the real enemy here. Yeah, sometimes we're spoiled for choice, but sometimes, and I would say, at least in my case, most of the time, you're just procrastinating. I know I am. Because I don't have to worry about people not liking the story if the story never gets finished. Because after all, I want people to love my fiction. And I don't have to worry about them hating it if they never get to read it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you've got a dollar, you can throw my way. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the Community Support tab. difference between the two is uh, people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like joining the project, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think might like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in those same show notes, you'll find a link to our voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can answer your questions or respond to your comments on the show. Or if you'd like to hit me up on social media, I'm C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at Project Shadow, which at least for right now actually includes large amounts of the fiction I write because I am in a phase where I care more about readers than I do about money I want the stories to be read and that may be a good thing it may be a bad thing and that may just be something we have to talk about tomorrow until next time don't forget have the fun bye